everybody, Paul is a superhero, so Paul could save your lives. Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, the world according to Paul. Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? Happy Monday. Happy Monday to everybody. Hope y'all had an amazing weekend. Um, It's Monday. Uh, what, how was my weekend? My weekend was dope. My weekend was really dope. Uh, in that, that I don't remember what I did. I don't know if I did anything. Like, best weekends are usually the ones where I do absolutely nothing. I realized, I was having a conversation recently, and I realized that on... On stage, right? Whenever I'm doing stage stuff, I'm outgoing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. But when I'm at home, like, or when I'm off stage, I'm boring as hell. Like I don't like going places. I'm real good at just being at home. Like I can post up at the house all day, watch a movie and or watch movies and chill. Like I, I can do that and have no qualms about anything. Um, so my my best weekends. A weekend spent in my house. I did go uh, see my my parents, my mom and well, my parents, I guess, both them. And <laughs> they're not the reason why I went over there. I also went and saw my aunt. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know, I have a great aunt who is eighty something. She has a full blown. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't even know. I don't even know what she has full blown. I know that. She does not have the mental capacity to know who I am when I go by. I don't know if it's Alzheimer's or dementia, dementia or whatever, but I know she doesn't have the mental capacity to always know who I am. But, and, and that, that that doesn't bother me at all. What, what I love is every time I show up, she is so excited to see me. Like she is, she don't know who I am, but she's just excited that somebody came by the house for her. So I love going over there just so we can have that moment where she is just excited to see me. She's like, hey, baby, what you bring me? And this month, or not this month, but uh, when I went over there this weekend, I bought her some mail. That's what I brought her. I brought her mail. And it was really just mail out the mailbox, but it was her mail. And she was so excited to get mail that then that had me excited. Like, man, she she just happy I'm here. I'm happy I'm here. So uh, that was the highlight of my weekend, taking my 80-something-year-old aunt mail. Uh, also this weekend, Colorado uh, in this non in this non sports podcast, Colorado football lost to um, Arizona. I think I don't remember. I didn't really care. Um, I know Colorado lost and um, the Cowboys won. So there's that. Uh, what else happened in my, in this non sports podcast? Um, there's a really dope clip. This is kind of old, but there's a really dope clip of uh, Asia Wilson. Um, who is a uh, player for the Los Angeles Vegas, the Los, Los Angeles Vegas, the Las Vegas uh, Aces, Asia Wilson, who plays for the uh, Aces uh, last year when the Aces won, she invited Usher to the parade. And then this year when the Aces won, she invited Usher to, to the parade. Usher responded and said he could not make the parade, but he did have the, Aces, some of the aces come out to his show, and there's a really cute clip of Usher singing to Asia Wilson. So cute clip. The only slight issue that I have is like 
Um, it's, you know, Usher's being Usher, so he's being sexually seductive to Asia Wilson. And Asia Wilson, I believe, is like 27 years old. And Usher's like 50. I don't know how old Usher is for real. But I know Asia's like half his age. So, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Like, I asked the question last show about Meg the Stallion, right? So, I don't know what old dudes are supposed to do when flirting with young women. I'm like, not? I think that's what old dudes are supposed to do. Not flirt with young women. Anyway, that was last show. If you didn't listen, go back and listen to last show. Let's get the show started. Man, so check this out. I don't even want to make this a whole segment like to talk about, but it popped up. And so I did want to talk about it a little bit, but not, in in all of its maybe maybe so we'll see um there is a story that popped up and the story just says donald trump may have just broken the law which is crazy that that's the simple headline but it's clickbait right it wants you to click it so you can see what the law is he broke and the law he broke is a federal law that prohibits anyone who is under any type of federal indictment from selling or buying firearms. So if you're under federal indictment, you cannot sell or buy firearms. And recently, Trump auctioned off some stuff from Mar-a-Lago, and one of the things he auctioned off was a gun. A Glock, excuse me, a -a one-of-a-kind Glock that, um, I don't know, sold for $10,000. The issue is, he is currently under federal indictment in what two, three places? Like I know some like state indi- that's still federal. I don't know, that's not federal. What's in Georgia's state and I think what's in New York is state, but he still has two federal indictments that are uh, sitting against him, I believe. Either way, he's under indictment and um I I I, I like I said, I don't even know that this is something to talk about just yet. As much as I wonder, have we gotten the Trump fatigue, right? Like the people who support Trump are going to support him no matter what. Like with all of the stuff against him, I have seen people who are like Trump supporters. And I'm like, what about his family values? Well, they don't care about that. Or what about, you know, him probably trying to subvert an election? They don't care about that. Right. So the Trump supporters are going to support him. And the people who are anti-Trump. And I know, like, I know a lot of people who are anti-Trump. Like, they're going to be anti-Trump no matter what. I've had this conversation. I talked about it on the pod, too. Like, I've had the conversation with people where I talk about any good thing that Trump did. And I know people who, when you tell them the good that Trump did, they'd be like, yeah, but like, they don't want to hear none of that. And so I'm wondering, and, and this is a real, like a real question. Like, are we in a place where we got Trump fatigue? Like we just, for the people who are anti-Trump, do we just not care anymore? And does he not care anymore? Because somebody should have told bro, like, yo, dude, this is against the law. Like, he got all these attorneys and nobody thought to say, yo, you can't sell guns. You're under federal indictment. Um, But that, that's, like I said, this ain't even a real conversation to have other than just the, the question, 
are we tired of this shit? Like, that's the question. Are we tired of this shit? Because I can tell y'all right now, I know I am. Anyway, this is kind of where I wanted to start, like, um, the, the conversation that I felt like needed to be had. If you've listened to this show over the last few months, since the show started, like, I know that I have been very anti-police. I know that, and I stand on it. I'm still anti-police. However, there's a situation going on in Los Angeles County that I felt like really did cast a uh shine a light not cast anything or cast a light cast cast a light shine a light shine a light it really just shine a light on policing and the headline uh says inside the pressure cooker four deaths in 24 hours open up a conversation about suicides among police oh trigger warning is <laughs> it Oh God! Now I'm choking. <laughs> I I make myself laugh because I be like, oh, I don't be knowing. Anyway, trigger warning. I guess I don't know. Um, don't listen. You know what? If you need a trigger warning, let me just start here. If you need a trigger warning, you should probably stop listening to all of my podcast, like all the shows. Just don't listen to any of them because I do a horrible job at remembering the trigger warning some shit. Anyway, um. So back to the story, the, uh, the headline or the story is basically saying that in a 24 hour period, four current or former police officers or officers with the LA County Sheriff's department committed suicide. And as they started to delve into it, like the story goes on to talk about how stressful the job is in the field and how it's harder to fill those positions, which means that cops are now requiring to do more work Uh, on any given day. The department is roughly 4,000 employees short, short. Um, And which is crazy. 4,000 employees short for the whole department though. But that's still, that's still crazy to be that many employees short. Um, the story continues to talk about how police officers rarely seek help when, you know, they're having uh, mental issues. Um, talks about how uh, because of the stigma around being a police officer, how it is um, difficult or how, how officers are scared to even talk about their own mental health. One of the officers in the story talked about he was the cop or one of the cops who uh, dealt with the shooting at the Orlando, um, not Orlando, but at the uh, Pulse nightclub, the Pulse nightclub that happened. I think that was in Orlando where uh, the the gunman went in and killed a bunch of uh, LGBTQ uh, people. Um, And they talked to that cop about just the stress of being a cop. And, I'm going to say this because, like I said, y'all know that I am very anti-police. Um, but part of why I'm anti-police is because of things like this. Officers don't either don't seek help or don't get help. And so 
you, you have these stressful officers going into stressful situations, not knowing how to handle the stress, and then they be going off the hinges. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I I know someone, and I'm going to keep this as vague as I can in, in talking about this because they listen to the show, but I know someone who is a, um, whose brother is a police officer, and I got a phone call one night from her about, she's stressed about her brother and in her being stressed about her brother uh it came out that her brother was like dealing with a whole lot of just mental shit and i'm like yo i think i need to see a therapist like now like somebody to go get him and take him to therapy and the response was he might lose his job if he admits to being stressed he might lose his job which is crazy because that guy then had to be out in the field policing situations, right? He had, to, he had to be out in the field being a cop, but he was stressed about being a cop. And I'm like, this was, this was many, many years ago, but at the time I ain't like cops then either. So I was like, yo, um, this has to be something, there has to be a, a thing. And he never got help. Um, he ended up leaving the force. Uh, I don't know what he's doing with his life now. Um, so, uh, <laughs> like I, said, I know she still listens to the pod. So she may inbox me and be like, hey, don't be talking about my brother. But, eh, whatever. Uh, stop listening. Trigger warning. Um, anyway, I, I think that, but that, that in itself is one of the things that I think plagues police. Like, they don't have the ability in most cases, in most spaces, to even deal with what happens when they kill someone. I have always stated, and this is, y'all about to get Paul's plan on, on one of the ways we fix policing, is if an officer discharges their weapon and someone dies, I already know that they have to go to mandatory um, therapy when that happens. But you know what? They should also be required to sit down for six months to a year. Like they should not be allowed to police for six months to a year. And the reason I say they shouldn't be allowed to police is because, A, if you know that your job is going to sit you down for six months to a year, you may be less likely to pull the trigger, right? But also the reverse of that, if you do have to pull the trigger and somebody dies, you probably need intense therapy because you killed somebody. If you don't need intense therapy because you killed somebody, then you probably shouldn't be a police officer. Like, if you're sadistic enough to kill a man and be okay the next day, you probably shouldn't be a cop because you don't have the empathy, sympathy, whatever the pathy, you don't have it. And if you don't have it, how can you then be out here policing people? Like, you, if, if you don't have whatever the, the thing is, the sympathy or the empathy, if you don't have it, then what you end up with is situations like what happened to Elijah McClain or like what happened to George Floyd or countless other people who, 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 who ended up facing the wrath of a police department because the police department did not understand the people that they were policing. So at the end of the day, yeah, that's my that's my uh, my fix, 
one of my fixes for for the police department. You shoot somebody and kill them, you got to sit down for a little bit. That being said, when I read this story, like I, like I said, y'all know I am never um, pro police. Like, fuck the police. But I also recognize that I'm not for anybody committing suicide. Like, I, I don't. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where, in in any case, like. I feel bad for the people that they left behind, but not even, but I feel bad for the people that left behind. Simple as that. That That's it. Like I feel bad for the people that got, that were left behind. Um, because those people now have to deal with the stress of losing someone at, through suicide. Like, like it, it just starts to pile on itself. I should, I know people who, um, have lost someone via suicide, and I don't think they were they ever get right. I don't think they ever get right. They, you know, it ain't. It's 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 a hard way to lose somebody. Um, so yeah, as much as I am anti police, I'm still not anti people. I am anti people who work for the police, but I'm not anti people. And um, I don't know, y'all. Like, we need to in our own communities, wherever you are, we need to start working finding ways to have conversations with the police so, so we can get better policing. And so these niggas can get some help because clearly they out here struggling too. So yeah, um, several of y'all, several of y'all sent me this story and I'm like, oh, they, if, do I, do I, uh, pres- have I been presenting that this is the type of content we're going to talk about? But maybe it is. Several of y'all sent me this story um, and I thought it was hilarious. Maybe I shouldn't have thought it was hilarious. If you didn't see the news uh, recently, there was a very large federal bust. The feds busted a sophisticated brothel network that serviced politicians former executives and other high profile clientele headline says feds, feds busted high-end brothel network serving politicians if i guess what i just said um anyway it seems like in the virginia and boston area there were a bunch of oh uh, not not a bunch of there was a high-end brothel network and <laughs> Their clients included politicians, pharmaceutical execs, like I said, military officers, and other high-profile clientele in the Virginia-Boston area. Feds took them down. What's crazy about this now is the clientele is worried. The clientele is worried. So after this brothel network came down, a message board surfaced, and on the message board, People, clients, started asking questions like, yo, wait, are, are we at risk? Like, is the clientele at risk? Asking questions like, yo, what precautions do we need to take? Are the feds planning to go after clients? The language on the news is very unclear. <laughs> Somebody even said, yo, not yo, but I'm I'm very worried and scared right now. Now, this this uh, message board seems to be anonymous, but I said this on one of the old pods. I'm going to say this again. You can tell when dudes don't do crime, right? 
dudes who don't do crime start talking to other dudes who don't do crime because I'm going to tell you right now if I frequented a brothel if I frequented anything and that thing got shut down by the feds what I'm not going to do is go to an online message board and start having conversations what I am going to do is delete all my um social media i'm gonna delete i'm deleting everything i am deleting everything i may throw my computer in the ocean like i am i'm out i'm out if if uh what what restaurant do i visit a lot you know where i go no I, no i go to tanks pizza enough do i want to put this on tanks yeah why not i go to tanks pizza enough if tanks gets raided by the feds I'm going to all my apps and deleting Tank's Pizza. Just because I don't know what they got. Look, I don't want no smoke. I will not be a part of anything. These dudes jumped out on this message board and immediately started being concerned. What's crazy, though, and I, I guess I didn't even know this world. I didn't know this. Did I know this world? I guess I kind of knew this world existed, but it's not a world that, I, that I'm in, so I don't think about it existing. Um... As the article goes on, it talks about uh, Boston Top 10 was the name of the website or something similar to that, like Boston Top 10 10 or whatever. And Brown Eyed Girls VA were the two websites that led to the um, I don't know why I just told you all that. I, like I, I should I probably shouldn't have given that information out publicly, but whatever. Those are the two websites that that offered um, appointments to meet women. From those websites, well, that's where it all started. And then the message board, dudes were saying like, yo, you know, what do we do next? So forth and so on. But as I'm reading through this, someone said, yo, I'm really worried. I've gone to them several times. They were a well-reviewed place with USAA sex guide threads. Or not USAA, sorry. Too many A's. USA, sex guy threads. Uh, forgive me, USAA, for just throwing your name in the mix. <laughs> Y'all caught a stray on accident. I do apologize, but I don't apologize because, you know, whatever. Um, allegedly. You got to throw in allegedly. Trigger warning. Allegedly. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is crazy to me because I did not even know. I, I knew this world existed, but for it to be such... The internet, man, for it to be such an easy place to get to. These dudes, there's now a sex guide thread that reviews websites where you can hire escorts. You know what, though? At the end of the day, this is this is the thing that I think. I fear that, not fear, because I don't give a shit. These dudes are going to get outed. It's going to be a bad, it's going to be real bad publicity because their names are going to be on websites, so forth and so on. But this goes back to what I've said in previous conversations about even the OnlyFans model. Like we, uh, teachers or whatever. Like we have this highbrow morality, but if these dudes aren't hurting anyone. Now, granted, I recognize that some of these sites are trafficking young girls, so I'm not talking about that aspect of it. Uh, trigger warning. Um, I recognize that that some of these sites are involved in human trafficking, and I'm not talking about that aspect of it. What I'm just talking about is if dude A meets or wants to pay consenting 
woman or man or whatever, consenting adult. If, if dude A wants to pay consenting adult for sex, then dude A should be allowed to pay consenting adult for sex. Like, yes, I am saying that prostitution should be legal across the country because it doesn't make sense. Some of these dudes, once again, I ain't cape, capping, caping. I, I ain't standing up for none of these dudes. I don't give a shit about none of these dudes. But some of these dudes may be good at their job. They may be great at their job. I don't know. Um, they may be, well, it's politicians and big pharma executives. So they, they're all trash humans. But they may be good at their job. And their job has nothing to do with who they get laid by, right? So, again, I, I take the stance of, yo, who cares? Like, who, why do we care? Why do we care so much on what people do in their bedroom? Like, if you want to pay a woman to pee on you, then by all means, you should be allowed to pay a woman to pee on you. Like that time Donald Trump paid women to pee on him. Allegedly. <laughs> um, okay, this ain't even a, um, this ain't even a story, like, a st- <laughs> This ain't even a story. It's just something I wanted to talk about. And I wanted to talk about it because I because I can. It's my pod. The world according to Paul. Um, recently, first of all, y'all know I don't really discuss entertainment news. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, and that, that becomes a problem. Like, like, I think people should be allowed to move how they want to move. Like, they're, uh, what's the, fr- the saying? What you eat don't make me shit. Like, it does not. But, Here's the thing. Recently, uh, what's her name? Jennifer Hudson was on a talk show and revealed that she was dating Common. Lonnie Lynn is that dude's name. If you don't know, his name is Lonnie. Um, She recently revealed that she was dating Lonnie. And in that, there were several conversations that started happening. Um, But this is the conversation that I want to have about this. We need to start treating men the same way we treat women. And I'm dead serious about this. We need to start treating men the same way we treat women. If a woman had the same or a similar track record as Lonnie, we would be dragging her. To some degree, I've seen people try try to drag um what's little mama name um Lori Harvey, um I seen people try to drag Amber Rose um who else was uh, who else is dated anybody any woman who has dated a number of celebrities you see them kind of get especially within the black community you see them kind of get uh they, they get drug a little bit right like they 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 get labeled um. This dude, Common, has dated, I'm going to skip Kim Jones because I don't know who Kim Jones is uh, other than his baby mama. Uh, I don't know like if she's famous or not. I don't know. But I know that he uh, dated Erica Badu. He dated Taraji P. Henson. He dated Serena Williams. He dated Angela Rye. He dated Tiffany Haddish. And now allegedly he's dating Jennifer Hudson. Um, this, you know, like, 
let's let's put it out there with with a track record like he has. Um, first of all, first of all, I'm gonna say this: there are some dudes who have a track record of um in in the hood. Oh, I'm oh, do I tell y'all this? I'm gonna tell you this: there's some dudes who we we refer to as snipers, right? Because they always bagging for lack. Ladies, I'm this is gonna be misogynistic. We dudes get labeled as snipers because they always bagging the the just the baddest chick, right? They always pulling a bad chick. You see them and you go, yo, he always has a bad chick. But that that really doesn't speak to the woman's um space in society as much as it's just she's attractive, right? You see a dude who uh is always with an attractive woman and it's like yo i got a homeboy who always says check my resume and yeah yeah like you look at his resume he got a bunch of attractive women on his on his roster but that's not what i see with common and i'm not saying these women aren't attractive what i see with common is him dating women at the top of their game like erica badu is one of the mm, yeah, I'm gonna say this. Erica Badu is Neo Soul. When you think of Neo Soul, you think Erica Badu. I mean, it's a other couple of other people in that space, but the the term Neo Soul was coined, I think, by the record label Kedar. Yeah, so it was it was coined to describe Erica Badu and the music that she makes. So Erica Badu is Neo Soul. Um Serena Williams, greatest athlete of all time. An argument can be made that Serena Williams is hands down the greatest athlete of all time. Um, Angela Rye is a political analyst who is tops in her field. Um, Taraji P. Henson, you know, she played two characters on the boondocks. Like, <laughs> dude is dating some, has, has been linked to some class A level women. And that's even misogynistic because now I'm putting women in classes. Whatever. Dude has been linked to some class A level women. And at the end of the day, he ain't been able to seal the deal with none of them. He's been able to date them. And then at some point, for some reason, it just doesn't work. And I'm going to say it. At this point, the common denominator is him. The common denominator is him. So if he's the common denominator, what separates him from um, Halle Berry? We used to talk about Halle Berry and all the dudes that she, you know, dated. Or um, somebody else famous whose name I can't think of right now. All I'm saying is it looked like Common is trash. And I don't need to check his resume because at this point, yo, bro, it's you. So clearly my favorite part of the show, this is my favorite part of the show, clearly hands down. Um, like I, every show I'm going to tell y'all because every show it, it shows up. I want to just say thank y'all because y'all, y'all be wilding in that anonymous question box. Like, um, and it's almost like, uh, it's, it's almost like y'all just been wanting to ask somebody this stuff. And it's like, yo, here's a moment. Let me ask. Let me throw it in there right now. Um, last show, 
Last show, I we we had ran long, and I I, I didn't want the show to be that long. And I asked the question, and I I didn't answer it. I did not answer the question, and I had several of y'all hit me up like, "Nah, we need to know what happened." <laughs> Like, we need to know, like, duh, tell us, several people was like, no, 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 tell us what happened. The question was, would you stop dating a woman who has trash box, uh, trash vagina, whatever? I remember how it was worded, but would you stop dating a woman who had, who, you know, the sex was trash? Um, I'm going to tell y'all this because... You know, it is what it is. I love y'all. That's why I'm going to tell y'all this. Yes. Yes, I would. Simple as that. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. Yes, I would. I will openly say I once um, dated a young lady who, for, for all intents and purposes, was a great human. She was a great human. But the first time we had sex, I was like, ooh, I... I'm a cheat. <laughs> that's that's just where I started. Like, oh, I'm a cheat. Like, there's there's no saving this. And the second time we had sex, I was like, yes, I am definitely gonna cheat. Um, but didn't cheat. <laughs> just decided this really wasn't the path I wanted to go down. And so, uh, I did not cheat. I just ghosted her instead. And I tell y'all all the time. Ghosting is my right. So yeah, I was like, nah, I'm out. I'm good. Peace out. <laughs> Judge me if you want to. I don't care. Anyway, but that's not what the that was last week's question. Somebody hit the inbox and said, dude that I'm dating doesn't know or don't know, because you know, you can't read. Dude that I'm dating, dude I'm dating don't know. I'm about to start entertaining a backup like he is. That's what somebody sent me. Dude that I'm dating. Don't know I'm about to start entertaining a backup like he is. Um, and I'm going to say this. If you are dating, and I'm using the word dating, if you're dating, then you should entertain backups. Like if y'all are not, if y'all have not had the conversation of exclusivity and then he ain't entertaining a backup, he's dating. That's what dating is. Like the idea of dating is getting to know people and then deciding what it is you want or don't want. So if dude that you're dating is entertaining a backup, she ain't a backup. She, she, y'all are equals. It's like, um, I don't know, a sport where you have two people on the court, uh, tennis doubles. Yes. It's like tennis doubles. Y'all are equals. He's the coach and y'all are both playing for a position on the single side of things, but, but he ain't entertaining a backup. And so neither should you. I continue to tell people this all the time because this is, this is where I think we go wrong. The idea of dating, dating exclusively should only come into play once you know that this is the person that you want to date exclusively but you should date go out enjoy yourself go to dinner go to um whatever cheesecake factory whatever is on the list of things that women don't want to do do that and then as you do that the person that you should be the person that you want to spend 
more time with. Hopefully they want to spend more time with you. And now ain't nobody entertaining a backup. Y'all have a conversation of exclusivity and that's who y'all are. But just to jump out the window and be like, oh, dude, dude don't know I'm going to start entertaining a backup. Well, y'all dating. So what? And the other side of that, I'm going to throw this out there. If you are the type of person that can only, will only date one person at a time, if that's who you are, right? That's the way your DNA is made up um, or the way that you, you, you the way that you, you do life. You only date one person at a time. Um, and now because the person that you're dating is dating several people or another person, you want to now go against who you are as a person. Like you now, you now want to not be yourself It for what? To spite him? Well, you might be trash anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you can't be you in order to spite him, then that's a you issue at this point. Like, you might need to seek therapy, my nigga. Like, that's what I'm going to say. At this point, you might need to seek therapy or maybe just stop dating altogether. That being said, hey, y'all, thank y'all for rocking with me today. Today has been a fun show. Y'all know I cannot get out of here without leaving you with the artificial intelligence chat GPT sign off. Uh, Before we say goodbye, just remember, life is like a podcast episode filled with unexpected twists, awkward pauses, and hopefully a few good laughs. Thanks for tuning in to our audio circus. We hope we've left you with more smiles than unanswered questions. No, I don't already know. You got a whole bunch of unanswered questions, but that's okay. Until next time, keep laughing, stay witty, and may your Wi-Fi be as strong as your coffee. I swear, it gets to the end and just phases out. Hey, y'all. It's the podcast that nobody asked for. It's the world according to Paul. Everybody, Paul is a superhero. So Paul can save your life.